Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. This morning, I was talking with Brother Daniel. Hello, Brother Daniel. How are you, sir? Very well. Very well, doing great. I love it. So I was sharing with uh, Daniel what we were talking about yesterday, and I said, are you okay with me talking about this, asking you some questions? And he said, we talk about anything. We can talk about thimbles and thread if you want to. So I just got a real kick out of that. I love it. Uh, Thanks for staying up with us. What time is it in Australia tonight? What does your family think of you? I'm missing out of my beauty sleep. <laughs> yeah. And the way things are looking, you really, you're, you're, you're okay. We'll, we'll, be, we'll behave today. Hey, uh, it's great to have you back on the air. People just absolutely loving that. So am I enjoying your, your presence. Um, we're looking forward to the next three months from now. We'll be seeing you for the Feast of Tabernacles with so far. Uh, if everything stays normal, last week we talked about some pretty impressive things, and on Friday we had the uh, Roe versus Wade issue go on, and the, the law has changed here as far as you know federal law, and uh, everything's going at, just you know spinning out of control. And so before I get into really picking your brain on some things we've been talking about, uh, what special thing is on your heart? We're hearing a lot about Russia, NATO. Uh, Finland, uh, Turkey's coming into view all of a sudden. What's going on, Daniel? At the beginning. (laughs) 
righteous who were from those pink tribes actually migrated south. So that all this talk of the lost pink tribes is, is a is a misnomer. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened was is that a lot of these righteous who were living in the northern kingdom they migrated south, uh, and as a result, many of them survived, even though they were taken into exile. They were taken into exile into into battle. But they, many of them came back. Uh, not all of them, but the majority of them actually stayed behind the battle. Hmm. But they, they came back. And so they, you know, as the, the, as the, as the scriptures say, the righteous shall live. And by live, that's, that's actually implying survive. They shall survive by their faith. Hmm. Confirmation is extremely important in the days in which we live. You know, people are speaking out of their hearts, their minds, out of the Spirit of God, but God confirms His Word, right? And uh, you, what you just described in the geographical, uh, you know, polarization that's ready to take place, this geographical uh, divide, uh, we said that last week that people would be moving. There are actually 26 states, is what we, I believe the number is, exactly half of this nation 
are red states that people will be migrating to. And the other cities that are blue are marked and targeted for disaster like Sodom and Gomorrah. And people that are going to linger in those states because of comfort or ease or pleasure or whatever, probably if they're born again uh, and and just kind of not being careful right now, are going to be fleeing for their lives with nothing but what's on their back. So you just confirmed that. And I do believe it's a Pearl Harbor. That was well said, uh, kind of an attack where just nuclear weapons are going to hit particular states that are marked for disaster because God's uh, going to allow that to happen. I know, I know. Yeah, of course. We love to play ping pong. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, keep on going with that conversation because, you know, truth is being revealed, truth is being confirmed, and, uh, it's all, and, and the purpose of this truth, this foretelling, is to prepare and equip the body of Christ, God's kids, to go through this moment, and that's a huge discussion on how things and how people are getting prepared for what is coming, but, um, you, you know, I think people everywhere are looking at our society, Daniel, in, in, in the United States. And, I, you know, what is the perspective of people living in Australia when they look at the United States within the last, you know, decade or two, two decades and see what we have become? Um, absolutely amazing. So what's the perspective uh, from where you're at? <laughs>
communism has killed between 100 and 125 million people, you know, in, in, the, in the 20th century alone. And they would say, oh, well, that, that wasn't real communism, they would say, you know, because they always think that, uh, that if they ever got into power, that they would be more benevolent, that they would be more empathetic, and that things would work at that time, and that they would rule with justice and, that, you know, and all that stuff. But it's, they have no idea, they are clueless victims. They have no idea about the human condition. Because when the human condition comes into contact with absolute power, everything changes. This is exactly what the, the movie The Lord of the Rings was all about, you know, right? Anyone who came into contact with that ring, all of a sudden they changed. They, all of their, their, their base, um, raw nature came out. They became ugly. They became greedy. The, the flesh rose up within them um, once they came into contact with the ring. And that's exactly how it is with power. Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this is what a lot of these um, doe-eyed um, progressives and socialists, that they are, have no idea. Once one of their own comes into absolute power, uh, that's when you'll, the dead bodies will start piling up. That's one thing that is absolutely certain. All right, so when you start talking about dead bodies piling up, man, that just connects to Amos chapter 8, a prophecy we've been looking at for a long time. And uh, now that you've said it, and again, this is just the word of God being confirmed in my understanding of how things work here. So in Amos chapter 8, he actually says, beginning in verse 1, Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then said the Lord unto me, the end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. And the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, saith the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. That's just the first part of that prophecy. And I truly believe for three years we've been reading this prophecy. And around every summer that just began a week ago, you know, the, the idea of a summer of violence, a summer where God passes by no more, a summer time of the howlings in the temple and uh, the mourning in the feast days and uh, God darkening the earth in the clear day. Uh, you know, you talk about a nation with a Pearl Harbor attack, America becomes a battlefield. I mean, you see mushroom clouds all over the nation, and boy, that's, that's more valid today than ever before. Uh, quick question for you. I wanted to ask you this. Um, <clears throat> do we have biblical precedent where a nation has sinned against God and God sent the prophets and he sent a voice and said, repent, 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 and the nation just would not repent, and it got worse and worse and worse, and, and nothing happened, so they just were strategizing and thinking, well, obviously God's not listening to us. Uh, we're okay, and all these prophets, shut your mouth, we don't want to hear you anymore, you're a bunch of negative. Is there a place, and then later on, after warning, 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 now comes the declarations of doom, is there any precedent of, of, of people saying, okay, well, okay, it's been 50 years, we're going to stop the Roe versus Wade thing, um, you know, and this is going to take God's judgment away from us, because we're, it's getting a little close now, we're feeling some stuff, so we're going to stop and then God says, it's too late. Is there any precedent for that? Yeah, I think when you look at um, the story of Josiah, see, with Josiah, they, they found that, that scroll that 
Yeah. And this is where we find ourselves. And, then, and I think there is no turning back. Even though Roe versus Wayne has been overturned, I think that the judgment is edging closer and closer and closer. But thank God, one of the things that Roe versus Wayne did do is that, as I've said before, is that it, it has earmarked particular states for catastrophic judgment, and other states will fare a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, I, and that means that that decision, like Donald Trump winning in 2016, accelerated the division in our nation. This decision uh, is going to accelerate the end time. You know, if you're living in the 1950s and you were brought up in the 1940s and 50s, uh, rock and roll came to America and the church was aghast. I mean, they couldn't believe who's this guy swiveling his hips named Elvis Presley. And, you know, the rock and roll is here. It's the devil. It's demonic. And it was to a very large degree. And then it opens the door to the progressive 1960s. And before you know it, the government saying we don't want God. And then that opens the door to Woodstock, this alpha rebellion, altars of sacrifice. So it goes on and on. The progressive abortion issue. Now we're 50 years down the road and we're, and we're seeing this vile insane. I, I think it would have been absolutely overwhelming for people in the 1950s to have seen today. They could never have believed it, right? No, they <clears throat> yeah. Now we got, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Australian We actually had a fish heritage here. This person here is the Australian ambassador for women and girls. <clears throat> she said this, the consequences of climate change can exacerbate the risk of sexual and gender-based violence, especially those facing intersecting forms of discrimination, including Indigenous women and girls. Listen to uh, Australia's Human Rights Council's annual statement discussion on women's rights. It's just unbelievable. I, I just read that. I shook my head. I didn't know whether it's grown or whether it's a last, but um, this is precisely where we're at. But the madness of it, that, you know, I think part of the reason why the madness is just that these are pictures because people have become so dumbed down and have become so in lockstep what the government is feeding them, that, uh, that they'll just believe anything. It reminds me of G.K. Chesterton, who said, when man ceases to believe in God, it's not that he then believes in nothing, it's then that he's capable of believing in nothing. Yeah, that is so true. You know, between the political assassins and the Hollywood weirdos, uh, evil that is in our society today has been promoted it's not something that is just happening. I mean, they've been, uh, the Hollywood prophets or the prophets of Hollywood have been putting uh, images out on the television screen, the movie screen for years now of the walking dead, of, you know, all the evil things. And it's, it's their way of promoting what God foreknew uh, that is coming. So I want to get back and I, I, I just feel a silence in the spirit right now. I just sense a, listen, pay attention right now. Pay attention. This nation, what we're hearing, this nation is going to war. And there's going to be war on the soil of this North American continent in this country. It's a civil war. It's a, it's a, it's a revolutionary war. It's a world war. We are going to war, and America will become a battlefield. The big question that we, we got into yesterday, Daniel, I want to kind of pick your brain on this, please. Uh, we got into a conversation yesterday about uh, gun control. And we were talking about uh, the biblicity or the biblical uh, permissive uh, rights or lack thereof of should Christians carry weapons, should they get ready to fight? You know, groups like James uh, James Revenge, uh, they swore that they were going to start going to churches and killing little babies, women, children, men, uh, they've sent letters it's throughout the nation. So there's a swearing of this James revenge against conservatives and churches. Uh, last week, uh, churches everywhere uh, just doubled up on their security. So we churches are becoming battlegrounds themselves. And the big question is to many Christians, are we supposed to be carrying weapons or not? We had a big discussion yesterday. I have something that I believe is from the Spirit of God. I'm going to wait to share it, though. But I want to get your perspective. Being in Australia during 2020 and 2021, the images we saw of a totalitarian government that had weapons and black suits and boots uh, fighting against the people that could not really resist them because Australia is a disarmed, it's a, it's a gun-free zone, correct? Uh, how, do you, how do you perceive this thought with the people in America with their guns, Christians particularly, 
If, if you're not born again, you better have a gun. Um, from the perspective of a nation that couldn't fight or resist what just happened to them in 2020 and 2021. Okay, well, this is an extremely controversial topic, particularly here in Australia. Um, I find myself very, very, very alone on this because most people, most Australians are convinced that gun control works. Look, you know, um, since the, the uh, massacre that we had <clears throat> down in Tasmania, Port Arthur Massacre that we had back in the 90s. John Howard, and he's a very conservative front front conservative, the one who actually banned guns from the majority of Australians. Only in very special cases, some farmers are able to have them, but they have to be licensed or registered and everything. So a lot of Australians argue and they say, well, look, you know, we haven't had hardly any, uh, you know, um, we haven't had any school shootings or things like that. Etc. 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 Again, like I said last week, we are not comparing apples and oranges when it comes to America and in Australia. Um, Australia, um, and, and here's the thing: we, um, sure, at the moment, fair enough, we haven't seen school uh, shootings and things like that, but. Um, there is a very, very disturbing statistic that is on the horizon. In fact, I think I won't better find it. But the statistic was that almost half of young millennials prefer socialism to capitalism. Now, what does that have to do with the gun debate? Well, you are seeing more and more people shifting towards the left. Now, that is huge because see at the moment we might be uh, we're in a, like a a epoch of time where there is political stability there's political stability and there's cultural um, uh, calm but as we move further and further to the left what's going to happen is is that um, the the socialists will become more and more brazen okay as the christian worldview is shuttered and and, and, and and removed from our society. The the Christian values will go out the door, and, and, and look with those Christian values it means sacredness of life. You know, it, it means equality of life that all people are born equal. You know, and and the value of you know, once that goes, guess what comes in? Barbarity, barbarity. It's meant to you equate people's lives with the lives of animals. And this is exactly what happened in the Soviet Union and, and, and why uh, the totalitarian dictators were able to do what they did because of that atheist experience that was behind their ideology of Marxism. Once that comes in and once Marxism dominates in a nation, that's when you're going to see... Uh, mobs, and this is, this is the thing, Vincent. It's, it's not so much having guns to protect yourself against the government. It's the mobs, right? This is what we said, saw with the, um, I think it was Lepowski, who was in uh, Missouri. It's always remember Lepowski, he was standing out yes. in front of his home with an AR-15 because there were BLM mobs that were threatening to burn his house down. That's what I'm talking about. That's the thing. That's what exactly what I'm talking about. And the same with Carl uh, uh, Rittenhouse as well. Carl Rittenhouse is another clear example. So he basically 
sure enough, there were, again, there were some mobs. Marxist mobs. I, I say the morality Marxist mobs. This is what is going to become more and more prominent. Look what's happening in Oregon. Look what's happening in uh, Seattle. Look what's happening in... Uh, um, look at all these places where you see Antifa coming to the wall. Right? Antifa. This is what it does when I'm talking about. Now, a lot of these Christians that aren't people going to control, they have a, a spot they have an assumption. And the assumption is, is that the state is supposed to provide security for you. Let me tell you, that is a false assumption. And it's not biblical. It's not biblical. In biblical times, you took responsibility for the security of your family. You didn't rely upon the Romans. The Romans weren't going to come and protect you. Right? That's why the disciples carried swords. <laughs> they carried swords. Right? Remember what Peter did to Malchus? He cut off his ear. Right? Jesus knew they were carrying swords. He knew. Okay? And and so this was this was regular practice in the ancient world. If you were going to travel from one town to another, you would carry a sword for protection. This is exactly how it was. Now, the thing is that because we have lived in a Christian society for so long, we have experienced incredible peace and security. And we have now, and that's what undergirds our false assumption. We falsely assume that the state is, has the responsibility to protect us and to keep us safe. But as the saying goes, a gun in the hand is, is far, far better than the police on the phone, uh, especially if you're faced with it. And, and, and this is, if we're going to talk about lives, right, we're going to be talking about lives. You know, as I mentioned to you before, Vincent, you know, we, we talked about the fact that uh, people will say, well, look at the people that have been killed during these mass school shootings and stuff like that. Well, if the CDC actually leaked uh, information about um, about uh, guns being used for self-defense. And guns were used for self-defense uh, for a particularly, I forget which year it was, but they found that it, guns were used over three million times to prevent assault, to prevent rape, to prevent um, uh, theft or home invasion, uh, even possibly to prevent murder. Well, we don't know if, if it's actually did prevent murder. I would say in a lot of cases, it actually did prevent murder. So you count those amount of times. Count the amount of, of times where a murder would have happened, but it was prevented because there was, the good guys had the gun. I can guarantee that the amount of times where murders were prevented would be a hundred times Gosh, I'll, I'll, I'll underestimate. But it'll be so much more or less when you compare the amount of, of lives lost compared to the amount of lives saved in those, in those three million occasions in which the gun used to prevent crime, there's no comparison. Now, this gets back on to what I was talking about last week about how the media, it just gets me so angry again. The media is so fine, so selective in what they report to the public. They will tell you that. They will tell you that. I mean, sure, they'll tell you when there's a, there's, there's a gun and, and not, uh, a students are being killed or not 
And they're inspiring um, young people that have a lot of energy uh, to really demonize and, as you would say, uh, and then dehumanize uh, the conservative movement or the Christian uh, population in our nation. Um, Very, very uh, difficult conversation because as you're talking, there's this, this weight of the sobriety of what's really happening in our world. And we're talking, we're talking all around it, but there's a very weighty sobriety. And I believe there's a profound birth pang ready to hit this earth. And I've been, you know, just asking, what is this? What is this massive earth-shaking birth pang that's coming? And, you know, I was looking at the map in the United States. You brought this up earlier The entire West Coast from California, Oregon, Washington, all the way Nevada is all blue. And I remember, Daniel, having an open vision years ago. And I don't, I don't lay claim to that. I don't talk about visions and dreams too much at all. But I've had some very real ones. And in my vision, I remember I was on a beach. And there was to my left, there, was, there were bleachers. And there were people smoking marijuana and drinking beer. And I stepped on the beach and I was going to go over and start ministering Jesus Christ to them. And the Holy Spirit said, leave them alone. So I kept walking towards the ocean from the, sh- the sand to the, to the water. And as I got closer, I stood there. And in my vision, I'm just standing there. And then all of a sudden, far away, it was so far away, I could see a perfect wall of water, but it was just hundreds of miles away, it seemed, but it was a perfect wall of water stretching all the way north into close to Canada, definitely in Washington, all the way down to San Diego. 
And I remember there was zero emotion. I remember looking at it and just, hmm. I turned around. I saw the bleachers again. I wanted to go minister. And the Holy Spirit said, leave them alone. At that moment, a man came running up to me in my dream. And he said, I need to know what you just saw. I need to know what you just saw. And I, I kind of looked around, not knowing, and all of a sudden, a big green highway sign or a freeway sign that you see on there giving directions how many miles, this big, huge sign showed up, and it had the letters H-I, and then at the bottom, it had a big capital D. And I woke up, and I shared that, and I wondered what that is, what that is. And I believe that the interpretation of that was the H-I is the call letters for Hawaii, and that was kind of a democratic place, and that there was going to be something coming from that direction that was going to create a tsunami that would really genuinely wipe out the entire West Coast of the United States. Now, people have been saying that for years. You know, California's going to fall into the ocean and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, so whatever that tsunami, whatever that vision is, um, I believe that right now, and I just saw all the blue, all the rebellion, all the we're going to commit, continue to shed innocent blood. We're going to promote LGBTQ. We're Hollywood. We are, you know, this far leftist agenda. Um, and I really believe the time of judgment is going to hit the West Coast of the United States. Will we see it in our lifetime? I believe so. And I believe we will see those massive uh, clouds, those mushroom clouds show up in this country everywhere. Um, and it's a sober, it's a very sober thought, not just a Hollywood dramatic movie. It's a very sobering thought when God began to show lots of people these things for years. Yeah, well, think about what Jesus spoke about in the Old Testament. He said in Luke, he, uh, don't, don't see him particularly in Matthew uh, 24 and in Mark 13, but in Luke 21 and verse 25, Jesus says there'll be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars. He says, on sea, he says, it says, men, people will faint from terror, apprehension of what is coming on the world. So, yeah, it's it's right there, and and I tie this into it because when it, Daniel, do you ever hear from the Spirit of God? Does He ever give you a knowing about things, direct you, instruct you? Okay. From the whole. And, and are they confirmed? I mean, when you get that impression and you get something from the Holy Spirit and suddenly, you know, something's confirmed about what you were impressioned by, right? In, in other words, right. And everybody should have this. All Christians should have this. So when I started, amen, very good. So when, when we start hearing the Spirit or we get impressioned or a realization comes to us, and it's in the sobriety of prayer, or it's in reading, or just as we're going about the kingdom business, living life, God reveals. And so he formulates things. He shows us things. He tells us things. And recently, it was all about this massive birth pang. That, and it, it, when you get it, it, it's like a little seed, and then it grows in your spirit. You go, wow, a massive birth pang that's going to shake the earth. Well, where's the biblicity to that? So I was reading in Revelation chapter 6, verse 12, and, and I'm thinking this is what God is saying is at the door here. I could be totally wrong, I, but this is the impression. 
I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, who shall be able to stand? And what strikes me about that, this is not the only time this description is mentioned in Scripture. You go back to Isaiah 2, Isaiah 13, to the Gospels. These things have happened before, but it appears to me that this next massive birth pang, and in this seal, it is a global shaking. Now, whether it's symbolic about mountains being kingdoms, big nations, islands being smaller nations, I'm, I'm not sure. Something is about to happen that's going to cause the great men of the earth to go down into their bunkers and hide themselves from the wrath of this moment as though Jesus is about to make an appearing just to say to this sin-sick world and everybody in it that thinks they're controlling it, you're not in control. Just one minor appearing will shake this earth. You know, I really believe that we're very close to this. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's not it. Your thoughts. Correct. That's why when Peter was 
uh, the Roman architecture and thinking, wow, this is beautiful, this is outstanding. Jesus said, well, uh, you think this is pretty good, Pete? Well, guess what? Not one stain will be left upon another. And then Peter was like, whoa. And in his mind, he was thinking the early scenario that would happen. will have to be apocalyptic. It will have to be the end of the age. So he asked this question. He said, Jesus, when is that going to happen? And what would be the signs of the end of the age? Because in his mind, he thought that was the two were connected. But then Jesus, it's just incredible how he then lays out a whole bunch of things whole bunch of signs. This is what you are to look for. In regard to the falling of the temple, yes, but also in regard to the end of the age. And Jesus is talking to two generations. He's talking to the generation that's in the land at that time, right? But it was a partial fulfillment. I'm not a preterist. I'm not a partial preterist. Preterism is a heresy. Okay? Preterism, I need to explain it. Preterism is the belief that um, that Jesus' end time uh, uh, signs was all fulfilled in AD 50. I reject that. It was a partial prophet, a partial performance. Okay? And yes, a lot of that was fulfilled in the lead up to AD 50, which resulted in great judgment upon that generation. Just as there was great judgment on the first generation in the time of Moses because of their unbelief. So there was great judgment upon that generation, right? Remember what Jesus said when he was even on the cross, right? He said that if they uh, will do this when the wood is green, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so, but there was also another generation, and this generation did not, did not present themselves. So remember what happened after 1870, there was exile, they were all through the And then with the
Now, Jesus is always talking about that generation, that generation. So, there was a man, uh, and because Israel was born as a nation in 1948, it was well, the biblical, um, the biblical term for a generation is 40 years. So, what's 40? Or it comes up to 1988. So he wrote a book called 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. That day came and went, and he has egg all over his face and he into obscurity. Um, but it's not, it's not quite, I believe, Jesus is talking about him when he talks about a, a generational period. You know, think about it in the time of the Right? And this is why you have the dismantle. Right? His name, Methuselah, in the Hebrew, means when he dies, it will happen. When he dies, hmm. it will happen. And sure enough, when Methuselah dies at 960 years old, he dies, it will happen. Methuselah is great being young. Hmm. Interesting. the alignment of scripture you know we talk about the alignment of the stars so the alignment of scriptures in psalm chapter 90 verse 10 you have the days of our years are three score years and 10 that's 70 years and if by reason of strength they be four score years or 80 yet is their strength and labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away so here you have 80 years uh, israel today is 74 years old since 1948. So we have, again, you're six years into this whole thing. But what's interesting about this, in that generation, uh, we are living in the generation of the fig tree. A lot of people believe in that or whatever. But Israel is in a generational reality according to that. But it's right before Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is all about get under the secret place of the Most High. Get under the protection of God. You know, it's all about the things that are coming, evil and plague and pestilence and and destruction and arrows and terror. Um, My God. I mean, what an alignment there, huh? Interesting. Sure. Right. Because you know that the time is here. That is so important. That is so important. Listen to this. He says, even so, when you see all things, right, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, Jesus says, this generation will certainly not pass away. Now, when he's not talking, he's not talking, right? He's talking, well, he's talking about the generation that, that, that was listening to him, okay? And sure enough, that 
place. And there was, that was a partial fulfillment, though. But he's talking about the generation of in which all this is going on. Right? He's talking about the generation that is going to be witnessing all these signs. He's saying this generation of the Jews, right, mm-hmm. the Jewish people who are living in the land will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Right? That is significant. That is so significant. So again, it's talking about from this particular generation, and he's saying all these, not some, but all these need to present themselves. Okay? Amen. Famine. Famine. Mm-hmm. Wars of religious wars, right? The great falling away. Persecution. Being, um, persecuted, being snitched on. Right? All these things. All these signs that Jesus warned about. Okay, the roaring in the tops of the sea, all these things, uh, when all these things present themselves, that's when you know it's right at the right at So the other thing, too, I should mention, too, is this is what you find in uh, Luke 21, right at the end. Jesus says this. Verse 32, he says again, he says, Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things happen. Evidence will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He says, Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. Boy, aren't those three things so prominent with what we've seen happening in the world today? Massively. Yeah. He says, that day will close on you suddenly mm. like a trap. Like a trap. It will come on. Now, this, this is it. Mm-hmm. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Now, it's one thing for all the signs to present themselves, but it's another thing for all the people on the face of the whole earth to be a part of it. That's the other thing. Always be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the sun of man. Amen. Amen. The signs of the times, the word of God. Uh, I want to I speak into something here. I want to be very careful how I do it. Uh, it's been raging in me, screaming in me for the last seven minutes or so uh, as you've been sharing this. Um, the Bible says that in the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men will dream dreams. And I believe it goes something to that effect. I believe that while we have the word of God, which you're bringing forth, We have the word of God that is foretelling us of the things that shall be, that we should be looking at the signs of the word, that the spirit of God also is putting dreams and visions in people's lives. And I want to say this like a third third grader right now. I want to say this like a little nine-year-old, okay? Because God doesn't say he's going to give his spirit to big-name people. God doesn't say you got to go to college for four years and get a degree, and then I'm going to give you something, and everybody will look at you and say, wow, you have a name, and therefore we can listen. No, God said he would give his spirit to all who would receive, and that spirit would give them visions and dreams that would confirm the word of God. Now, I don't know how this has happened. I don't know why it's happened, but it's a reality, Daniel, and I'm bringing this up to a moment right now. I want to say something Uh, for just a moment. I don't know how it's happened or why it's happened. No big names, no big deal. But I know this, that in my walk as a Christian man for many, many years, I've had dreams. I've had visions. I had a dream that Joe Biden was going to win the election. I've had dreams of people walking into stores, shooting people, killing them, telling it on here, and then all of a sudden it happens. 
I have had a lot of this stuff go on in my life, and you have to you have to sift through it. What is truly of God? What is not? Uh, I knew Barack Obama was going into the presidency before I ever even heard the man's name because I was praying in the spirit. His name Obama came into my spiritual language. I looked in my Bible. It meant high place of idolatry. Weeks later, here's a guy in Tennessee making his bid for the candidacy, and I looked and I said, he's the guy, Barack Obama. He's the guy. He's going to the high place. This has been happening to me for years and years and years, and it's fascinating because I'm nobody. I'm just a person that loves God, and God shows me things. I talk about them. They become realities. Here's the kicker, though. 31 years ago, I was not even a pastor at that time. I was just barely getting into any kind of ministry whatsoever, and I had an open vision, and I was taken up into space. And when I was in the darkness of space, I remember it was black, and I was moving around, and all of a sudden I began to see planets around me, and I could start seeing all the heavenly bodies. And I got myself situated. I'm now in the darkness of space. I'm seeing the planets. I'm looking down, and I see planet Earth. And I start descending. As I'm descending, I can make out the different continents, and I can see the North American continent. And the striking thing about this as I'm descending, I can see the tail of Florida, but it's dark, and there are only little lights on, a little light here and a little light there. Scattered throughout the nation are these little lights, and I landed in my vision. I believe it was on the East Coast, and I believe it was somewhere around Boston, which is very interesting, and I remember when I landed, and I shared this vision on, in Zarephath, New Jersey on a radio program. 30 years ago when I just stepped into the ministry, and I said it was like Russia had just taken over the United States. It was like charcoal gray. I knew nothing about anything. All I know is it felt like Russia had taken over. The environment and the atmosphere was charcoal gray. And I remember hearing in the midnight season somebody walking, and you could hear the echoing steps, and you could hear the steps echoing. And in the spirit, I followed this person to a house where the light was on. And this person knocked on the door, and the man of God opened the door, and he had X-ray vision. And he's looking at this man at the door, and he's peering into him, and he's noticing and, and discerning. He's been playing games with God. He's not real. He's, he's afraid. He's, he's trying to save his flesh, and he wants to come in and find a place of refuge. Then I went into the room in the spirit and I heard the most beautiful music I had ever heard in my life. A golden flask of oil with the lid off. The fragrance was there. Seven or eight people were in that living room. One person was laid out on a couch. Healing was going forward. The presence of God was so rich there. The man of God knew that if he let that man in, he would disrupt and grieve and quench the spirit. So he shut the door to him. And I saw the man try to go somewhere else to get in. I believe. And this is what's surprising to me, that I've carried that vision for over 30 years. And what's, what are we dealing with right now? Russia warning of a nuclear strike against the United States and the potential for a lights out. And I believe, I hear the Spirit of God saying, ladies and gentlemen, you're driving right now. What are you doing right now? Get ready, because in a moment, this goes off the air, everything changes Something big is about to happen. And if I didn't say it, Daniel, then shame on me. But I'm going to say what I believe and feel that God has revealed. 
And uh, it's just kind of screaming in me right now. Absolutely screaming in me. It's all propaganda. Amen. That's true. So it's here. So it's here, Daniel. And and now we have to look at it from this perspective. This strike, whatever it is, is now happened. But we wake up and we're now in a brand new environment. All this propaganda, this Joe Biden, this leftist globalist agenda, all this stuff is so much propaganda. They really think that they are controlling things. What is controlling everything is the word of God. And when God puts life to his word, i.e. the prophets of God, if they would speak the word of God, it's going to shift things and things are going to change. So now we wake up. The, the, The mushroom clouds are everywhere. The government has been taken out. Washington, D.C. is gone. Everything of the natural disasters and a war has now broken out. There's famine in the land. There's all, now you're in a new world. And what Christians need to do, they wake up and they say, oh, my gosh, we're, we're still here. I thought we were going to be gone in the pre-tribulational rapture. What are we still doing here? Now we have to learn how to live. I can't go to the grocery store. There's no banking system. I'm not going to be able to go to the bank and to the ATM. Uh, You know, what's going on? And for a period of time, we're walking in the destruction, kind of like Jeremiah when he was walking through the rubble of everything. And then we know out of this collapse of this country, out of the ashes will rise a one-world government, an antichrist, Luciferian, satanic reality. And so you have to survive that moment if you're still alive, and that's going to be very intense. And then you wake up into your now you're in a new world order where you can't buy or sell without the mark. Speak into that. Is that reality? US.
And who's behind them? Who's behind them, Daniel? Who's behind the globalist? Who's behind the elite? Satan. This is a satanic strategy to destroy the entire human race. And through deception, he's got the propaganda machines, the tools of the media. He's using everything. Is that accurate? We bang the shoe. So we'll destroy you. Yeah. Yeah, I said he would destroy. No way. Yeah. 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 Satan's pulling the strings. Uh, Daniel, I'm, I, I want to say this. I want you to speak into this, please, uh, as well. Uh, I, I, this has been a, just a shout in me probably in the, during the last hour we've been talking, and I've, I've heard it twice now. I'm going to speak it out. I hear the Spirit of God saying to his people, everybody listening right now to this broadcast, you're listening for a reason. And what I hear the Spirit saying is, wake up. Shake yourself from your sleep. Stop lollygagging around with the narrative of the pipers in the world system. The word of the Lord is speaking to you directly. Wake up. Shake yourself from your lethargy, from your sleep. For deception has descended upon the minds of the masses And the majority of the people on this planet right now are walking in the fog of their sleep. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. It is here. I hear that so strongly in my spirit. Your thoughts. What do you say? Talk to me. Wow. Talk into this. Speak into that, please. Confirmation. Confirmation. 
Yeah, they need to find it. Because, Daniel, you're telling me, you and I haven't spoken. I'm having this burning in my spirit. I, I, I released that word, and you were preaching on Sunday, just a few days ago, this titled message, Wake Up. Sleeping It's absolutely amazing. So the people have got to hear this, Ben. I mean, this is the word of the Lord. This is the spiritual prophetic reality. And, and the delusion is like, oh, today will be the same as yesterday. It's not that way. There's a rude awakening. It could be a very rude awakening if we don't wake up, right? Yeah, well, I want to look at that word uh, weighed down that you're getting there. And here it's overcharged. So I want to just look at this word because I have a feeling there's something there for us. Let's see. Uh, He says overcharged because that's what puts people to sleep, obviously, right? And uh, let's get to this real quick. I just want to see and what that word is actually meaning here. So the word over is the Bruno, the Bruno to weigh down, overcharge. Uh, to burden, to get all burdened by the things going on in the world, to weigh down. All right, so uh, carrying the cares of this life, being burdened by the things of this life. In other words, God is saying, don't let those things blind you from the reality. Your time on earth is almost over. You're not here forever. Life is a vapor. You're living in the last days. These should be the most phenomenal times, hastening the day, looking for the glory of the Lord, knowing what is coming, and understanding the instructions on how to be prepared to walk through the moment that we are in. Probably every one of them. What does he steal there? He steals their names out of the book of life. He erases their names out of the book of life in that church of Sardis. That's absolutely amazing. We could get caught off guard. All kinds of bad things could happen. The word of the Lord today, I think it was just absolutely brilliant. God has done an amazing thing for people that have an ear to hear. Um, And we're just going to move forward. And and Daniel, we've got five minutes here. How do I take this information, this revelation, this word of God that has just been presented to my heart and mind, and how do I get off the air and people go about their business and live now? What, what is the instruction? How do I do this? I've got to take care of my kids. I've got to feed the cat. I've got to go shopping. I've got things to do. Is it just now being awake and aware of everything with an anticipation that I'm under the protective hedge of God, uh, I'm walking through this earth, I need to be prepared and cleaned up in my heart? Give some final instructions uh, and a word of prayer to the people listening today, please.
Yeah. Ah. Now, wait a second. We're talking about a lot of confirmations here. I just read that passage on Tuesday night Bible study. Hold on, everything. I'm so sorry. Hold on. We're getting lots of confirmations. This is the word that we just read. And let me make sure I'm here. All right, so he says, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you shall purge them. Blessed is the man uh, whom thou choosest and causes to approach unto thee. Uh, oh, come on. Where, where is this one at? Okay. Uh, he literally says the same exact thing. Am I in the wrong chapter? Where am I? He talks about though the mountains be tossed into the sea. Uh, where is that? Uh, 36, is it? Where is that? It's too good to pass up. I mean, it's just too good. I mean, we just read this. Is it 36 or 35? Let's see. Oh, my gosh. 46. Okay, read it. Would you read it for Psalm 46? And just, it's amazing. Yeah, I wonder what that river is. <laughs> Amen. And I will be exalted among the heathen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful way to go out. Daniel, we've run out of time. I got to get going. But that's the word of the Lord. We just read this. We just read this. This was our Bible study about the river, the Holy Spirit on Tuesday night in our Bible study. Hallelujah. Saints, the Spirit of the Lord is speaking. You can trust in Jesus. Daniel, God bless you, my friend. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again real soon. Can't wait to see you this fall during the Feast of Tabernacles if everything is normal. God bless you, my friend. Shalom. All right. Well, that's it for us. If you did not get a hold of that, you got to go back and listen again. Uh, remember, find Daniel Seckham's message on uh, Wake Up Church. He just preached it on Sunday. Go to his website, message him, Daniel Steckham. You can find him anywhere. Make sure you hear that word. I'm going to be looking for the same myself. And remember, I was told I got to do this every day. If you'd like to support and sponsor this ministry, you can do so by sending a gift to P.O. Box Decatur, P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas. If you would like to bring a supply, if you would like to bless the ministry, if you would like to help us in the financial part of this ministry, P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. You could also give online at omegaradio.org, omegaradio.org, or you can go to our NWM Global 
nwmglobal.org, nwmglobal.org. Just go to the donations tab. And one of my favorite ways you can give is by on your phone, just texting 41088-OMEGA. That's 41088-OMEGA. And then type in the word give. Lots of ways you can help support and, and partner with us in this ministry. The spirit of the Lord is here. God just did an amazing thing today. May you take everything you heard today, use it as ammunition, and we'll get more into a conversation tomorrow with Pastor Jeff Bass and Brother Don Huddle will be joining me on the air for our Friday uh, gathering. So God bless you. Stay awake. Keep your head in the heavens. God is good. He is so good. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. For those who need prayer.